0: Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast, where your host, Isabel Ross, interviews experts and athletes in the field of endurance sports. Isabel Ross is a three-time Australian long-distance mountain running representative at the World Championships with a best finishing place of 10th female. Twice Australian trail champion, she has won the six-foot track marathon, run a sub-three-hour marathon and won a 24-hour track race overall, with a distance of 198.7 kilometers, as well as competing in and winning grueling ultra-marathons in rugged, mountainous terrain. Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons. Isabel is an Australian and USA-accredited endurance coach working with athletes of all levels and is a certified UESCA Ultra Running Coach. She's also a personal trainer and podcast host.
1: Are injuries or niggles ruining your enjoyment of running and hindering your performance? Get on top of these and see the specialists at Health and High Performance. Utilising the latest in technology and with a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can assist you with all your running, injury and performance needs. So get back to enjoying your running and achieving the results you are capable of. Head to healthhp.com.au forward slash run or find them on Instagram at performance. Health and High Performance are located in Montalbert, Melbourne but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide but also around the world. Contact them on their website to find out more. Wild Earth Australia are the online store to help you make the most out of the outdoors with top-quality gear at great prices. Peak Endurance podcast listeners can use the discount code Endurance in all capitals, to get 10% off at checkout. Head on over to wildearth.com.au to get everything you need for your next adventure.
2: Hi and welcome to the podcast. This episode is an interview with Suki Singh. Suki has run many marathons and ultra marathons and is a classic example of the everyday runner. He has learned many lessons along the way and now wants to help others to be part of the life-changing experience that is running and mainly ultra running. Sookie believes we all have the power to help others and what better way to do that than through running. I'm sure we all agree with that. I hope you enjoy this episode and if you do, it would be really wonderful if you could hit subscribe and write a review on whatever platform you listen through. This helps to boost the ratings of the show and thus increase its audience reach. I really appreciate your help. Now, if you want to be the best athlete you can be, you deserve the best coaching you can get. Peak Endurance Coaching has the personal touch you won't get elsewhere that will help you achieve your running goals. With customised plans that reflect your commitments in life and your athletic history, you'll become fitter, faster and stronger whilst becoming part of the Peak Endurance Coaching community. I have very limited spots left at the moment. So if you're wanting to get involved Email me, isabel, at peakendurancecoaching.com.au, and we can get started on a program designed just for you. Anyway, enjoy my chat with Suki. Hi, Suki, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast.
3: Thank you, Isabel. I'm really grateful to be here.
2: Now, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself and how you got into running and then ultra running?
3: Yes, like I've been running for 10 years, like uh, I was born in India, and uh, I was not good at any sport, you know, and in my school, I started a little bit of running like 10 kilometer, maybe I came last in that as well. Mm -hmm. But slowly, slowly, and then I moved to 21 kilometer half marathon, then 42 kilometer, then uh, finally, I did 50 kilometer. And in 2019, I did my first 100 kilometer. Like in surf course century, and I just got hooked. Actually, after that, it was uh, I just realized it's so much into I'm so much into this sport, and I want to take this further. Then I started then hundred mile challenge. Then I did attempt a three fifty kilometer run in Western Australia. This was a massive challenge, but unfortunately, I got disqualified at two hundred four kilometer. So yeah, I mean still
2: so do you think you'll um give that one another crack to see if you can make it to the finish before cut off yes
3: um definitely like uh, i would love to try because it's uh, a game uh, like i met some incredible people like there were 72 of us who were doing it. it was not a run actually it was a survivor challenge and it was a community building event more or less because uh, you meet some people you make friendship for a lifetime you connect to nature and you just appreciate it i'm grateful for the life you have and so i learned so much things even though i failed but i learned so much things and definitely i will try again if COVID allows the event to take place so yeah. like yeah i mean it is uh, my coach i had a coach in perth and he told me that if you do this challenge you won't be the same person again because it's a massive four-day race and uh, yeah so
2: and and i I wouldn't really call it a failure. It's a it's a learning experience on how to do it better next time, I guess.
3: <laughs> yes, definitely, because uh, it was, I just felt like I went to a school to learn something and I was writing. Um, I just interview all the runners as well, like to record their, like why they are doing this because I wanted to educate lot of people because some people just get offended they don't understand like why we do all this like crazy stuff you know so i was trying yeah so i was trying to tell them a story through that uh, yes we are normal people but we are chasing something (laughs) extraordinary here. like yeah
2: yeah now you've written a couple of books limitless humans um i'll just grab them to show people who are watching it on um youtube and also chasing genius um so and you Talk about that a bit in your books that um, your family, some of you, well your family, but some of your friends don't understand why you um, run. And to be honest, I mean, it's pretty much the same for me. My family has never understood it. But um, so, what motivates you to get up, you know, in the morning if you run in the morning or whenever it is that you run to get out there and go running? If if you're feeling not that that people do think you're a little bit strange.
3: Yeah, so I'm in my element when I'm running, you know, I forget all my problems. And of course, we have a lot of problems and pain in this world. But sometimes you need to be yourself to live your life to the fullest. And uh, that's why, like, I see like a lot of people like addicted to technology, you know, like, which is like, Trying to rule us, the technology giants, trying to rule us behavior like the way we eat, the way we sleep. They know everything about us. They have they all data. So I just want to get away from that thing, you know. When I'm in the jungle in a forest, I'm connecting to nature, and I am feeling that okay, I'm alive actually today. I'm not surviving. I'm living life, you know. And endorphins release really, really make you happy. So at the finish line of any marathon, I have not met any sad person be honest i always meet like smiling person and then there are volunteers volunteering is also a good way i mean sometimes i would love to volunteer for ironman challenges or any other trialathons because it's so much learning and volunteering i meet some incredible volunteers who really support me and, and they're strangers you know but they become like family and they just cheer for you for no reason and it just feels like wow this is uh, so amazing like i did uta in may i did uh, Ultra Trail Australia in the Blue Mountains and I was so grateful first of all this event took place and all yeah, this COVID thing happened happy. after that <laughs> and I just uh, like met some incredible volunteers in this event and it was like a dream doing this event yeah
2: yeah no and and I understand what you're saying about the the, the technology when I did my 291 kilometer run I, I commented afterwards that was the longest I hadn't used my phone in you know years and it's a um, quite scary that sometimes that's the only time we're not using our phones is when we're running so um it's certainly it is good to get off them now you say in your book limitless humans that running has helped lead you away from toxic and negative people and towards positivity how has this happened
3: yeah first of all isabel congratulations for your 291 kilometer run <laughs> because you are my inspiration and uh, i've just started listening to your podcast and uh, So definitely, I mean, uh, I have got to learn a lot from you. And second thing to answer your question, yes, like uh, what I feel like we have a very small life and we can't make everyone happy in this world. Mm. So there are always some kind of negative and toxic people around and we have to stay away from them. And I'm talking deeply about mental health and suicide in my books. And I do feel like if poverty is number one cause of suicide, then toxic relationship is second number cause of suicide in the world. So when I'm running, I, I don't meet toxic people. I mean, to be honest, like I have never met, like I have meet some great people I have I've never imagined. And when I tell them their story, like for example, I did a hundred mile run recently in Melbourne in the first week of July before lockdown. I did all by myself and I went to a subway and I met this woman and I told her I'm running hundred miles. She said, wow, I'm so proud of you. And she gave me free cookies. So I meet such kind of people actually, you know, when like they give uh, me free food. No, she's not a runner. She's not a runner at all, Mm -hmm. but she just said, I'm so proud of you. And she gave me free cookies, you know? So when I go to restaurants or bars, they give me free drinks, offering free (laughs) drinks, you know? Like they say like, wow, you're doing amazing work. So that motivates me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Yeah. so.
2: And and I think, um, you know, I'm always, amazed by those small acts of kindness but really basically most people are good so you know but it just does seem to be a big focus on on the negative aspects of people and I think it's good to be able to focus on, on the positive
3: yes definitely I mean my message is deeply clear like uh, whether you run or don't run like spreading kindness humanity and compassion is need of the hour I mean because uh, if an act of kindness a day can make somebody's day, you know, because most people, people who have lost their jobs in pandemic or people who have got divorced in pandemic, domestic violence is high, all time high. So just making somebody's day should be our priority. And it could be by just giving a hug, you know, like I see often I got inspired by people in the CBD start with a poster free hug, you know, like, I mean, we need that kind of thing because a simple hug or a simple high five can make somebody's day. For example, when I meet, when I am like, I almost gave up at 204 kilometer, you know, like, and I had some dry fruits in my backpack, and I throw it out of frustration, and I ran out of water. Uh, my headlight battery stopped working. I did a lot of mistakes, you know, so I failed. So, and I got, was talking to myself, like why I'm even doing this? Like I could have done some kind of a job and I made money out of it, you know? So what I'm getting out of it, but then, I, somebody, if somebody, I had a support crew that time who gave me a hug or high five and say that you can do it, you know, I would have probably not failed. So I I had no support crew in that 350 kilometer. You need someone actually, you need motivation, definitely. Definitely. So maybe you can be my next support crew in my next (laughs) challenge.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Look, you know, and and that's, I I have noticed that within the ultra running community, which I'm sure you have too, that everybody really wants to, to help each other. yes
3: definitely
2: um, and it's definitely a very positive um group but but as you say mental health is is a big issue and and ultra runners aren't exempt and um i don't know if i mean i'm I'm sure you're aware that many ultra runners use running as their therapy yes you know and um and and i know you say in your books that you're trying to help people by being that that beacon of positivity when you're out running and and you want to support people and help people um do you want to talk more about that, about what your goal
3: is with your running? Definitely, like running is just a thing which I'm using to spread the message. Basically, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know about uh, the incident of Naomi Osaka recently, the Japanese tennis star, she was in the news. Right. And, uh, and she has been in the cover of Time magazine and I was reading her story. And, and like that, there are so many cases which uh, don't even get reported because often what we see on social media about these movie stars or sports stars they we see like a one-sided picture, you know like uh, and and sometimes I do realize like social media has become it's there's a lot of good contents out there but it's also there's a fake world out there yes. like everybody's trying to appease one another by showing that look at me my beautiful apps look at me how great i'm happy i am and i have everything in life it's not true it's not true i mean i would say we have to be honest and we have to start telling that okay it's okay to be not okay like it's okay to feel depressed it's okay to have a mental health day and it's okay to get panic attacks, which I was getting actually in April 2019 and I have written it in my second book because I wanted my audience to connect with that. that yeah. why I was. So I'm just saying that uh, we uh, th- my goal is to spread the message of mental health among men, women, every one of us, whether you're rich or you're poor, all of us are going through some kind and we have to be honest to the world it's not like pretend to be somebody yes.
2: So are you willing yourself to post on um, social media when you're having uh, not not such a good time with life?
3: Defin- definitely, definitely, yes. Yes, 100 times I would say yes, because I, I don't care what people will think. Like the stigma yeah. is there because I come from India and mental health is treated like a common cold there. You know, ah. it's not... Yeah, so it's not taken seriously and through my book, I'm trying to educate the society as well, you know, so it is uh, a taboo because what people will think what society will think and a movie star biggest movie star in India committed suicide, like uh, last year, and it became a very big news around the world, then I was reading a Japanese movie star committed suicide, then I was, uh, I have actually the suicide data, you know, I was reading like uh, during the pandemic how the suicide data have went up in the last 18 months like in us it went 1.85 percent up in japan it went up in india it went up in australia also so there are 3000 people committing suicide every day in this world which is 40 every 40 seconds so i don't call these people as failure i call the society as failure Yes, I fall. We have failed to protect these humans. I call the culture as failure and books and movies. I'm always been I read a lot of books and like uh, Ariana Huffington has created a deep impact in my life. Like I read her book Thrive and Sleep Revolution 15 times before I wrote my books and I sent email to her recently. I sent my book to her and I sent email to her that uh, you have created a very positive impact in my life with your books because uh, she's talking about all this, like importance of volunteering in our life and why this mental health is happening, why we have a sleep crisis, why mm-hmm. we have uh, not eating proper diet. So like, that's what I'm trying to raise issues, similar issues as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now um, in your book, Limitless Humans, you have 11 rules for running. And um, one of which is don't compare yourself to others which I'm presuming is part of all of this too, with, because that's what social media really encourages, yes, definitely. Us, encourages us to do is to compare. And so why is this compar- trying not to compare yourself so important?
3: That's a wonderful question, Isabel. And like, I've been reading two books on that as well. So social media actually has become, unfortunately, a place we have been constant state of comparison. And recently Australia Talk Survey by AVC released this statement that 50% or over 50%, I don't know the exact data, but they feel worse about themselves by seeing their friends achieve something on social media. Like, for example, if I run 100 miles and I post somebody on some of my friends who can't run even one mile, they might feel worse about themselves. Yeah. So to, that, to them, I'm saying a message that you don't have to run even one mile. You don't have to. I do because I love that, you know? I it's do it because... i
2: saying that, um, you know... Does that, that, that can then make us feel guilty about posting about our accomplishments? Is there, is there a way that we can do it so that we can still, you know, post our Yes, yes.
3: Yes, we, we can definitely post, but we can, I'm trying to educate them that you find your personal legend. For example, I run for 104 hours. You run, you play music for 104 hours. You yeah. paint, you be creative. You be in your own field. You don't have to compare yourself to somebody. And, and often we compare ourselves to in our own friend circle. We will not compare someone who is homeless or who is in extreme poverty. We will compare ourselves in our own circle that he is my friend and he's doing really well and why I'm not doing well. You know? So that is the human nature. And that will always be there. I think even there are many books written on that, but still it will be there. But somehow we can educate the society we live in that it will give us stress, unnecessary stress. And we all have different timelines, you know, and the biggest thing also will happen that like the society I come from and I live in also there is that by 30 you should be super rich, you should be have a house, you should have a wife, and you the kind of pressure I mean I feel from my parent. I mean, if you read all that, you know. So it's very common in, in my society where I come from. Yeah? Like so i'm trying to say we all have different timelines there's no thing like even if you buy a house at 40 50 it's okay i mean you don't have to be in someone else but uh, we are in a constant state of comparison
2: yeah yeah and and it's yeah it's not it's not nice when you're when you're stuck in that either so when what personality traits or, or personality traits i guess it has running helped you develop like you know what strengths have you developed
3: so mental strength is one thing. I have gained a lot of confidence. Like I do all this marathon just to gain confidence. That yeah. is like my key, because I feel like if I can run 100 kilometer or 200 kilometer, I can do anything in this world. So it just gives me confidence and that's, and then you develop some leadership did quality. To,
2: did you used to lack self-confidence a lot?
3: Yes, a lot. I used to lack a lot. Like I was so, so nervous to talk to any woman. Uh, I do, it's not easy for me to approach a woman or talk to them. And But slowly, slowly, I started developing confidence. And then I, in April 2019, I'll tell you, I was getting panic attacks, which I have written in my second book. And that was a very dark phase in my life. And I knew that I will not live for long. I mean, it was going on in my head. I was like, uh, but unfortunately, I met two good friends that time and who gave me a Bible and who, who were there in my dark times. And if you have any friend, even one friend in this world, out mm-hmm. of your thousand friend on Facebook or who are there in your bad time or hard time, that friend is a real friend and do not let them go away. But unfortunately, that friend went away from my life. And they gave me a Bible and they were there in my dark times and that friend left. So I always feel that somebody had sent them in my life that time to heal me. And I'm not a religious person, but I was reading Bible, you know, so, and, and I did a lot of things to recover from that phase, like running hundred kilometer, 200 kilometer, writing two books, doing improv comedy, being creative, reading a lot of books, like to just gain my confidence. And it helped me definitely
2: yeah and who has been your biggest supporter
3: uh, like my dad never cared about my running but after reading my book he started caring you know <laughs> and like he started caring and uh, now whenever i tell him that i'm doing this and he says wish me luck you know so he started caring and i never had a mom like she died in childhood so and uh, yeah a few of my friends now they are really they have supported me like they really inspire me and motivate me to keep doing what i'm doing so even if i get one person to support me is more than enough for me yeah. that's it yeah
2: that's good and do you have um who's been your biggest role model for, in running
3: Oh, there are many, actually. Of course, when I tell any people, first of all, you as well, Isabel, like you are my role model, but there are so many good runners I know around the world. Whenever I tell anyone about my books, they say David Goggins. They say, like, he's the toughest man alive. And of course, he's. Uh, I cannot do what he can do. He's an incredible man. And then this Candice Burke. I she did this uh, daily West as well and she organizes uh, events in U.S. and she is one of my inspiration because when I was running this UT I was thinking about her you know I have seen her videos of running in the jungle and she is one of the fittest women I know and then uh, I listened to your podcast of Dane Carney's he has written yeah. some incredible books as well and then pat farmer he's a australian former politician and ultra marathon runner and i met him in india as well oh. and and yeah he's on my facebook and I, um, so we know for a while and then um, there are two good indian runners as well brie sharma whom i interviewed for this 350 kilometer he did two times and he has done bad waters and so he's in a uh, good Indian runner. And then Milind Soman, he has kind of created a revolution, tried to create a revolution in India for a running community. It's not much of a sport other than cricket. you know. Cricket is a very big <laughs> thing there. But running, not many people care. But now these two, three people, they are trying to spread running as an important sport. And uh, Australia is what I like about Australia. is one of the most sporty countries in the world. What I learned here is every sport is given equal importance whether it's footy or whether it's running or swimming or hockey or cricket anything is given equal importance which is great and the lot of women athletes like which really inspires me because when I did this 350 kilometer run 50 percent were women
2: yeah
3: which really inspired me yeah, that's and right. like like and I cannot do what these women can do like
2: yeah no that's good and so Um, So just you touched on the the running scene in India. What is that like? I mean, you've done some ultras there. Do they have many ultra races?
3: There are like one of the toughest marathon there is in the Himalayas. Actually, it's uh, 111 kilometer, 222 kilometer and 333 kilometer. And uh, the challenge is is the temperature can go from like five degree to minus 25 degree. so it's extremely cold weather and it's a very tough so that is one of the extreme challenge in india and and i'm sure the altitude would would
2: add to it too yes so so
3: you have to go there and acclimatize for a month basically i would say it's like antarctica marathon what down here is there so that's a similar challenge maybe one day i might do that if i train but that is one of the extreme otherwise there are normal marathons like mumbai marathon or delhi marathon. But because of COVID, I don't think much events can take place there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, can you give us an example of a mistake um, or failure, you know, and what you have learned from it within your running?
3: To be honest, like, I have failed all the time, like in my running journey, and I don't take it for granted because uh, every time, uh, not just this first 350 kilometer, I failed, but I failed at uh, when I was 18 years old, and I did even I didn't finish the 10 kilometer run properly, so I just gave up, and so I couldn't run even 10 kilometers properly. And then I tried running 21 kilometer, then 42, but my goal is to improve my timing in a marathon. I generally do it in four hours. Now I want to make it probably like you, learn from you, and make it in three hours, 3.30, 3.45, under, like, want to improve my timing. So that's what I, my goal is. And one more question, like, regarding that, um, your favorite runner, one more runner, I missed yeah. it. His name is eloyd Kipchoge. He uh, yeah. is, yeah, he did yeah. 159, and I do follow him very religiously. He's an inspiration. So yeah. I try to learn from these runners. We don't compare each other, but we learn from each other. Yes. Yeah.
2: Now, in a race, when you're suffering, um, how do you cope
3: with that? Yeah, that's a great question. One rule I have is I chant, uh, I'm a big follower of Dalai Lama, if you know, like he's a spiritual leader. I read a lot of his books and he lives in Dharamshala in India. And he talks about kindness, compassion, peace of mind and all that. So I chant this Tibetan mantra, it's called Om Mani Padmeham you know, it means something like you're in a happy state when you, so whenever I'm lacking energy and I have no food around, or I just chant that mantra, you know, I've written that in my book as well. It really helps me. Like it gives me some positive energy, you know? And then I think of some people who I got motivated by and I think like that I can do this. Yes, definitely. yeah. Yeah.
2: Now you also talk in your book about how having um, other hobbies um, and, and sort of focusing on a healthy lifestyle helps with uh, you know, mental health and that sort of thing. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
3: So I like cooking as well. And uh, I love cooking, but I try to avoid like eating unhealthy food. These days I'm trying to lose weight and losing weight will help me improve my performance as a runner. So my goal is to lose like four or five kilos. And lately I've been eating very really healthy, which is a strict salad, chicken salad. And all. I've been eating spinach, celery juice, all this. But I, there was a time when I was going eating very kind of bad food and junk food, and which is basically really bad. And I've written this as well, that my biggest bad habit was Coca-Cola. Mm. I was drinking this for last 10 years. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. I have no other bad habit. This was my biggest bad habit, Coca-Cola. And this is so addictive and sugar and it's actually a poison if you know this. And uh, so I'm trying to I completely try to get rid of this. Then other hobbies I did other than cooking, like painting creativity, being like if you see the background, that's my painting, you know. Oh, I- I used to do it as a child, but as a child, everyone has painted, but we lose our creativity. So then I tried uh, writing as well. Yeah, writing blogs and writing books is another hobby. Reading books is very important for me because I love reading books and it gives me so much motivation It makes me feel alive. And I try to stay away from technology and phone all the time because so I completely turn off my phones when I go to sleep, all the technology items away from our life. And then uh, and recently I've started waking up early, like 5 a.m. And these days I'm getting up in the cold weather, 5 a.m. without alarm. And I'm so surprised, like how I'm able to do this. This is such a great um, feeling and it's a great habit as well. So, so yeah, I do a lot um, of hobbies. Yes.
2: Yeah, certainly coming off off the phones um, <clears throat> helps your sleep because you know if we're using the phones a lot before sleep, that's going to affect our sleep, and and if it's buzzing throughout the night, um, certainly that's going to affect it too.
3: Definitely, and that's a very big thing because we are so much dependent on our phone for mm-hmm. everything. It right. has all the information, the knowledge, and so we can't imagine a day without a phone. So, as you mentioned earlier, like you ran 200, 300 kilometers almost and without a phone for three days. That was such a big thing because then you get away from this technology, which is always there in our lives. And they behave, they dictate the terms we do, you know, like they have a location, they know what we eat, what we sleep. So, basically, we all are already naked if we, even if we are trying to hide anything. So I try to get away when I'm sleeping, I turn off all the phone and gadgets and computer and everything before going to bed. And when we get up, not just looking at the phone or okay, like, or your Instagram or how many likes I got, how many followers I have, you know, because most of the teenagers, they are doing this today. So the first thing they are doing because they are, and uh, so, when we get up we just I just uh, meditate for five minutes I light a candle and just be grateful for this life and then I start my day for with a run and then work and do study whatever so yeah
2: yeah personally yeah when I get up I I do my gratitude journal and, and I don't look at my phone you know until you know like for the first half hour while I'm doing my other stuff and I think it's um it's good not to go for the phone the first thing that you do when you wake up. I think that that's definitely gonna help mental health not to do that.
3: Definitely, I sleep with Ariana Huffington's book. Yep. Like that book has created such I, every time, uh, I, even if I read 50 times, it will be less for me because I'm so much into that book because the books on human development really emphasize me. And I generally recommend the youth today to read because they're not reading much. Uh, everything yeah. is on the technology on the phone they want a 30 second video you know yeah. many people told me i told about the book they said go to tiktok to promote your book yeah. and i actually downloaded the app and then i saw this app is so like tracking all my data from my phone i deleted it after 30 seconds and then i saw in the news as well so this technology sometimes is good as well for a brand or a business but at the same time is dangerous yeah. and that's why mental health issue is uh giving us right because we feel worse about ourselves when see we compare on social media and technology so
2: yeah yeah we just need to see um, social media as more of a a tool to help us connect with people but not necessarily something to compare ourselves to others with
3: exactly that was facebook was formed and to yeah. connect the world and this but it has changed now to something else and there are a lot of good sides and positive sides oh, of yeah. the world, but uh, but as long as we limit ourselves to the use, is there's no problem in that. We use TikTok, but limit yourself to that. Yeah. But people are making career out of it, and people are like 24/7 into that, and that is will give you stress. That yeah. will give you stress. So. Yep, like no, what I, you I, said, I writing a journal is a very good habit, writing a journal which you do, and I try to do as well, just write it out, everything, it's a therapy actually, it's a therapy.
2: It and, yeah. and there's something different about writing by hand than by typing, it's some. Um...
3: Oh, definitely, 101%, 101% agree with you, 101%. Writing a journal, like, uh, I put out all my feelings. I've written several diaries I was writing before, writing books, like, and eventually my books, uh, diary became a book, actually. You know, uh, if you just yeah. write like, yeah. a diary every day, 100 words. If you write something, how was your day, your goals, your feeling for the day, how you're feeling, just express it, and nobody's going to read. Just, uh, But eventually, after one year, when you will read and you will feel how far have you come, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. So, you know, I think any listeners out there, if they're feeling, um, especially if they're in lockdown or, you know, just struggling with times at the moment, even even just a a journal and trying to find things in your life to be grateful for as hard as it is at the moment, um, really helps keep you in a more positive mindset.
3: Definitely, 101% agree with you, because if we are being told to stay at home, first of all, in lockdown that's a privilege because millions of people in india and africa they don't have a home they're homeless we have to understand this and second thing if we are staying home and like uh, watching content which is not good for our health mm-hmm. and all of the time on the phone it's uh people are searching for meaning on dating apps i will tell you like i went on a dating app as well and i just to scan that and, and then say it's not for me it's not for me dating app is not for me I know because I don't trust someone who is in front of you. I trust that person, you know, who's physically there. It's that. So uh, people are searching on dating app. People are searching for meaning on Facebook, for TikTok. Everyday people are struggling because they're lonely, you know? So I killed my loneliness through running and books, to be honest. I was feeling lonely as well. And I would say, I would recommend that to other people as well, that to do running or find a good hobby, to kill your loneliness instead of uh, searching for meaning on dating app, right? Yeah, uh,
2: or on, on any other kind of social media. Yeah, no, that's all
3: very good points.
2: Now, is there anything else you feel we should talk about that I haven't asked?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, what things I would uh, talk about is... Uh, one very important thing, is. Isabel, I missed it, this one. It is, uh, I do not define people, you know, by their job status or by their, how much you can run or like what you have achieved in your life, because we have a very limited life, but I generally judge people or define people by how they treat people. Mm. This is a very important message for for my side to the world, because I know if you have been treated badly by someone, how, how bad you can feel and It can. And that is one of the biggest reasons people feel worse about themselves. So we have to aim to make somebody's day, not treat them badly. And unfortunately, it happens around the world. People often judge you by your how much money you have, how much cars you have, houses you have, your your job status. But I judge them by how they treat people. Like Amazon CEO might be the richest person on the planet, but if he is exploiting his workers by paying them $5 an hour, I would not call him a successful person going to space. You yeah. know, So you have to treat people nicely in this world, which is a very important message I wanna give.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a great um, point. And, and I also, I've always believed that um, kindness is contagious. And if, if you um, love it, love it. Yeah, if you put it out there and you pass it on to the next person who then passes it on to the next person, then maybe we can have a the, the ripple effect.
3: Yes. And Isabel, I'd love to add one more thing. Like yesterday, I saw a lady at the supermarket, you know, very good looking girl, very good looking girl. Mm. She was uh, about, she was uh, throwing everything around, you know, like vegetables and food and everything. and so, of course, she has some mental health issue or because she does that often. And, but I'm just, I was talking to someone and I said, like, she, he was telling me, like, how come she reached such a point? Like, where she's trying to take revenge from the society and like, maybe some, she would have went something through really bad, you know, that she reached a point where she is trying to take revenge or talking to herself in the street and then destroying everything, you know? So, so you're saying
2: have, that maybe having empathy for people who are who are struggling and, and
3: yes, definitely, and definitely.
2: Through, um, We don't know what they're going through, but they could be going through something. Yes,
3: you know. everyone is going through something, oh, and uh, yeah. and we have to treat them nicely. They need help, and we can't just isolate them and treat them like criminals. Like yes, they have mental health issue. We all can have, so we have to address that issue instead of uh, like isolating them that how they reach that point, first of all, and that's such a good looking woman. I was surprised by what she was behaving like. I mean, I could imagine well, yeah, what's looks, the,
2: looks don't determine um, what's what's happening, you know, within yourself. Yes, yes,
3: yes, yes, definitely. Exactly. Definitely. People with six pack abs, they commit suicide. You know, I've seen that. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, that's right. It doesn't make a person necessarily a good, a good person or, or a or a happy person. Um, that's something you have to create within yourself.
3: Definitely, definitely.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for for joining me today on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And um, of course, where can um people get your books if they are interested in in reading more about about you and and your journey within running and and towards positivity? Where can they find out more? Yeah,
3: both my books are available on Amazon. I really recommend you to check it out on Amazon. Watch some reviews. Yeah. And uh, yes, happy to connect on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, anywhere. And you can be my support group for the next run. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, I need motivation as I'm well.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll put the links to the books on Amazon in the show notes if people want to go and yeah. have a look. And I, you know, I recommend them just for, I just, I, I really love your outlook on, on, on life and, and how much you want to share. Um, your positivity and and helping people. And I think it's a very admirable, admirable position that you're in. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's lovely talking to you. Thank you.
2: So, what did you think? Suki has really taken it to heart to help others, and that is really admirable. And I think we can all use our running to help and inspire others. If you have some ideas for this, please post them in the Peak Endurance Podcast Facebook page. Have a great week of running and training, and have lots of fun out there on the roads and trails.